Welcome back to Getting Rich the Hard Way. This is your host, Skylar. Um, so I know it's been a minute. Apologies, my friends. Uh, I've um, been super, super busy. I had two, two tenants move out on the same day, essentially. One of them I had to kick out. The other went willingly. Um, so yeah, just it's been super crazy, plus the holidays and everything. Um, so I'm super sorry for abandoning you guys. My apologies. Um, but uh, today, I guess I'm going to talk a little bit more about that since I gave you guys a little bit of tea, as they call it, or whatever. Uh, just, um, and I'll talk a little bit about, about more about like rental um, problems and tenants and screening, that type of stuff. And then also I want to tell you guys about, uh, I had a friend of mine who just asked me a question. He said, should I put money in a CD or, or where should I put it? So um, those are kind of the two things I want to talk about. So first, we'll get to the juicy stuff because I know that's what everybody wants to hear. So um, I had a tenant upstairs that I was living with. uh, So obviously, I'll just kind of break it down for for you guys who may not know. I purchased a house in June of 19 and um, I've been renting out all the rooms. I rented out the downstairs to uh, a, a wife and her adult son who had dogs and I rented up the upstairs. This is not an official duplex. I just put a locked door between the top and the bottom and that's how we kind of been keeping it separated. So recently, uh, about three months ago, um, I had one person leave um, because he um, honestly just was super disrespectful to me, yelled at me and, and honestly, I just didn't really feel safe with him, living with him. So I told him he had to leave. And he did peaceably. Um, he was just having a really bad day, but got really crazy on me. So um, I just told him, hey, you got to leave. So um, I was interviewing, looking for people. And um, um, I ran into this lady. And for the sake of all parties involved, I will call her Julie uh, as her name. But Julie um, seemed like an all right person. You know, um, she has the support of her mom, had a friend come with her. Um, typical in Portland, she didn't have a car. I didn't really think too much of that. Um, Portland, uh, Oregon, um, that's, that's where I'm located. And, um, a lot of people don't have cars. So I was like, okay, no biggie. So I, I did the regular screening. I went through her references, her job had nothing bad to say about her. Um, her past landlord, the, the, not her current landlord, her past landlord had nothing bad to say about her. And they had no reason to lie because they're not living there anymore. So no skin off their nose, whether she moves or doesn't move. Um, and her current landlord was her mom. And this lady was 50 some years old. So I kind of thought that was a red flag. I was like, man, why is she living with her mom? So, um, you know, and I think she said something to the effect of, um, she was in a bad rental situation. So to get out of there immediately, she uh, moved in with her family. Now she's trying to find something more, um, uh, more predictable, more consistent, that type of thing. And I was like, okay, you know, stability. She wants stability. Okay, cool. Well, I I can definitely offer that. So everything kind of checked out and I ended up renting to her, um, over everybody else. And, um, that was cool for about two, three weeks. And then I found out she was uh, a raging alcoholic and not raging as in like angry, but like she would just get white girl wasted. And I mean, so bad that I could smell vodka in her room and um, it definitely affected the livability for everybody else. Um, she would come out of her room stumbling and she would fall down in her room. It just, it, it, 
super crazy. And I mean, there's no way that I would have known that she was an alcoholic. Like, how do you screen for alcoholism? You know what I mean? So I, I think I just got really unlucky and uh, it sucks because she was just a super nice person when she wasn't drunk. I mean, I felt bad for her. You know, I was just, I told her, I said, Hey, listen, you know, I'm not kicking you out. I'm kicking the drunk version of you out. So, I mean, you know, I, I feel bad for you, but this is just not acceptable in my house. So, um, and then she did threaten to, uh, say, oh, well, you can't kick me out because of COVID, you know, all the new rules around, you know, uh, evictions and stuff for non-payment and non-cause and that type of stuff. And I said, okay, well, if you want to threaten legal actions, I'll get an attorney and we can do it that way. But I promise, you know, no offense to her, but I have more money than her. So, uh, you know, you know, I, I was going to pay for a very expensive attorney and I, I would have won. So um, I just had all this documentation and, and all this other stuff. So I, I did all the stuff the lawyer said and, and it would have been a slam dunk. But uh, after telling her that and saying, well, here's your two options. And, and I, you know, I caught her when she wasn't drunk, which is about, you know, 25% of the time. And I just talked to her. I said, listen, so here's your two options. Um, you can leave peaceably. And as long as the room is intact, um, I will give you your full deposit back. And... Um, you know, and, and, um, she had a problem. She, uh, she could only pay like half of the rent for December. She, uh, she'd been, uh, let go from her job for performance reasons or something. So she was struggling with money. So I said, look, I promise as long as the room is in the same condition it was three months ago, I'll give you all of your deposit back. And, and, you know, hopefully that'll help you find a place to live and move on with your life. Um, if not, if, if you do want me to evict you, um, I promise you will leave here without a dollar and I'm going to make it impossible for you to find another place to live. I mean, I'm, I'm going to evict you. It's going to be on your record. I mean, it just, yeah, it's, it, I'm going to hurt your credit. Every, everything's going to be bad for you. Uh, so you can leave here with some money. And on my terms, you know, December 31st, I'll get, I gave her two weeks to get out. Um, I mean, after following all the proper procedures and everything, I gave her the notice. She had 14 days to cure. She didn't cure. So it said in the, in the notice that her tenancy would end by the 31st and, she was out by the 31st of December. Um, so yeah, that was just super, super crazy. Um, it was just, man, I, uh, I just, yeah, I definitely got stuck with, a. that was, yeah, it was all bad. I, I want you guys to feel bad for me because that really sucked. But, um, what happened at, at the same time is the lady downstairs who's been, you know, I, I think if you go back through my podcast, uh, you know, I've had differing opinions with her and, uh, her, the way she, expects to to live um you know she basically told me i pay the rent my rent down here so you shouldn't be able to tell me who i can have over when i can have over i should be able to have anybody move in i want to you know what i mean she just really felt like this was her home and she could just do whatever she wanted um and uh, we kind of went back and forth uh on on that multiple occasions but uh, she finally found um a really great opportunity with a job that she liked that was really far away and uh, with a friend or something. So she moved out and um, yeah. So, I mean, that was all good for her. And that gave me a chance to come downstairs, look at the damage, honestly, nothing too crazy. One of, one of her dogs absolutely destroyed a door. Um, so uh, she did pay to have that replaced and uh, everything else was just kind of minor stuff. Um, I just kind of, you know, did some cleaning. She cleaned, but I, I like to, you know, after somebody's been living here for a year and kind of did my own extra cleaning stuff. 
but uh, I've just been down here um, and working on it. Uh, the other uh, uh, tenant or roommate that I had upstairs with me, we both decided to move downstairs. Um, so we've been kind of living together and, and just making it work because we've known each other for a while. So we get along. Um, so we're just living down here and making it work. One of the biggest things that I have now is uh, the shower that uh, when I bought the house was... Um, not waterproof so i waterproofed it in some very janky homeowner macgyver way and now uh now that i'm showering in it it is uh it's time to be replaced so i'm currently getting bids for that and i'm about to lose about three grand about three grand and that's after i do all the hard work i gotta break up all the concrete and everything it's a tile shower so i gotta break all that out and i gotta make sure it's framed 36 inches on in every direction because i'm putting a shower pan in there so uh, yeah i mean there's yeah that's kind of the biggest project and it's expensive and it sucks and especially since i just have all these people move out and now i'm currently fielding you know i'm doing i'm doing the tenant screening i'm going really really hard on these people i want somebody who's consistent good work history you know what i mean and i just told them my experience with that lady and i said look if you're gonna be into alcohol like that you know the only thing that you have coming is is a hardcore eviction so if, if that's what you're interested in, if you have any type of problems, drinking, drugs, anything like that, if you're going to be any type of problem, I promise I will kick you out of here so quick. It won't even be worth your time. So uh, I, I'm just, yeah, I mean, I, it sounds like a really jerk thing to do, but you know, I'm just, I, I kind of had it up to here with, uh, with, with bad tenants. Um, so I, I'm just not playing around anymore. But um, yeah, so that's that's kind of what I got going on uh, with the downstairs, and I'm currently looking through new renters. I have two people who've signed lease agreements so far. I just need to find one more renter. Um, but uh, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. So that's why I've been so busy, you guys, and just working on my house, spending a bunch of money fixing it up, trying to find new renters and, and good renters, uh, which is hard to do. A lot of people, a lot of people willing to hand me a bunch of money, but they have no credit, no work history. So <laughs> interesting. But for the last little tidbit, uh, I will, we'll stick to the finance stuff. So my friend just asked me today, he said, Skylar, what should I do? Uh, I have uh, extra little bits of money coming to me throughout the month through uh, gambling winnings. <laughs> he's, a, he's a poker guy. And uh, he's like, what should I be doing with that? I, I want to put it in a CD. And I told him, I was like, look, man, you're just wasting your time. Uh, the, the interest rates with CDs, bank accounts, high interest yield accounts, all that stuff. It's just a waste of your time at this point. Um, any extra money that you have, if you're not saving up for a car or a house, um, yeah, let me break it down this way. Um, you should always have three to six months emergency savings. So three to six months of all of your bills, your phone, your water, your gas, your rent, your car, all that stuff, your phone, all of that should be in a bank account sitting there for safety. You're not trying to invest. You're not trying to make money. It's there's your safety net. If you get hit by a car or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, knock on wood. But uh, other than that, any uh, money above six months worth of all your bills. Um, and, I, and I already know three to six months of money sitting in a bank account is hard for a lot of people. You got to get there. Anything above and beyond that, I recommend. And again, I'm just some guy on a podcast. Don't sue me. This is just kind of my opinion. I'm not uh, licensed or certified or anything like that. My opinion and what I do with my money and what I tell other people to do with their money is just to put it in an index fund. And then he said, well, how do I do that? And I said, well, let me send you a link like one that you would find in the show notes to Robinhood, Webull, or Stash. 
And he said, oh, I'm familiar with Robinhood. I said, okay, perfect. I'll send you a link to Robinhood. I'll show you how to do it. And if, if I was to recommend an index fund, and again, there is hundreds of them. I'm not partic- I'm not picking anyone over any other. Just uh, two that I'm familiar with is IVV and VOO. And if you buy these and expect them to go up, you're wrong. They'll probably go down. They go up and down, up and down like the whole market. So it's not, you know, it just uh, over time, generally, according to some stuff I've read, that um that that averages out to be about seven percent over like 30 years or something like that so that i believe in my opinion is a much better place to have your money sit than a cd or a bank account or anything like that so um if you guys have extra money above and beyond your emergency account and if you're not just saving up for a house or saving up for a car or something like that or paying down debt you would want to uh, put your money into an index fund So other than that, you guys, uh, this has been Getting Rich the Hard Way. Uh, I'm your host, Skylar. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for sharing. I appreciate all the questions that I've been getting on my website and uh, via email, uh, gettingrichthehardway at gmail.com. If you guys have any questions, anything like that, I'm always uh, happy to help. And then, of course, you might end up on my podcast talking about your question. So other than that, thank you so much again. I appreciate it, and I'll talk to you next time.